I guess coronavirus is a psycho killer. Uh, this track is by B Wham. B Morgan, shit. Wham. Look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. Look at me, look at me, look at me. Ooh, man with the plan. You better roll with the gang. Busting these rules and I don't give a damn. In the left lane, I'm doing the dash. Wristlet, protect bust down, that's a back cake, mad white frosting. Big tips, betting on black, all black dress, nigga, I'ma kill shit. And I don't really care what it's costing. Big bags, looking like I'm heading to the laundry. She want the whites now, she want the pipes down, down, now. So let's through my city. I do it big, no biggie. special guest on the line uh go ahead and introduce yourself sir frank darby hey how you guys doing hey. excited to be here hello good evening everyone it's me shushu larue aka shuella deville you can follow me on Instagram at shoe gotta have it. Thank you. And last but not least, sir. Yeah, what up? It's uh, Terrence. Uh, can't follow me on anything. I'm not that interesting. So, uh, just, uh, so happy to be here. All right. Awesome. How's life going for everybody right now? I'm doing this uh, coronavirus crap. It's going good. It's going achieving. Yeah. I'm breathing, so I'm achieving. Yeah. Well, that's what I say. So no one's gone completely nuts yet. That's good to hear. No, I've been keeping busy myself, projects around the house, whatnot. Okay. Yeah. 
trying to anyway. Yeah. Like, uh, yoga started running again. So we're working it out, you know, getting, getting it done. Beautiful. So I wanted to do this thing with you guys. I played this game with Ed and I was terrible and I've been practicing on these <laughs> ad-libs, okay? So <laughs> I'm gonna try and do the ad-lib and we're gonna see if you guys can guess whose ad-lib it is. Okay. Okay. Terrence, you better come through, bro. <laughs> right? <laughs> you probably go everywhere, but it depends on, you know, how well I'm gonna I do get my best. <laughs> I'm going to do my okay. best. So the first one, I'm very proud of. I think I finally got this one. I'm going to try it. Okay. So. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. There you go. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> How about. Um, it's lit. This must be somebody new. Yeah, okay, hold on. They say it's lit at the beginning of damn near every fucking song. It's lit! <laughs> I feel like an okay. asshole because you probably Can know who it is. It? Can we get, okay, is it a producer, a, or is it a producer or a rapper or a rapper producer? It's a rapper. Okay. New Age rapper, the initials are TS. They're a squad. Huh? No, no, no. No, I have no idea. Okay. Uh. Yes. T for Tom, S for Sam. Oh, it's Tom Sam. Yeah, the new Tom Sam. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> no, it's not it at all. It's Travis Scott. Would it be Travis Scott? <laughs> I was just going to say yeah. that. I was like, is it Travis Scott? Travis okay, Scott. Okay, yeah. right. Give me mine then. Give me mine then, Ebor. I got that one. I'm ashamed to say I, I only it. know one Travis Scott song. I'm very ashamed well, of that. So, honestly, so you're, I'm not ashamed. Mean? I don't know any. I just don't. Yeah, know I don't think I've ever heard a Travis Scott song in my life. I knew that shit though. I knew it was somebody <laughs> out there named Travis Scott that be rapping. No, but he dude just did a Fortnite uh, concert. Did 12 million views. Like dude is. Oh, that's wow. I hate Fortnite. Yeah. I'm a teacher. Fuck Fortnite. <laughs> my ass. Um, every for every teacher in the world, Fortnite can kiss my ass. They don't do no damn work. Fuck Fortnite. Hey, teachers coming out hard against Fortnite. Fortnite. Fuck Fortnite. By the United <laughs> Teachers Association of America. <laughs> yeah. going on yeah. Okay, so this one you guys should get. It's really easy. Michigan artist, Detroit rapper, oh. and he always says. Oh Y'all God! Give us all that at first. Just, just oh, let us. All right, let, damn. If ask you. Trying to help y'all niggas out, motherfuckers. Reparations already. We need next. All right, you know. What I'm <laughs> okay, but he says, uh, "Oh God." Big shot. Yeah, that was simple. That was easy. Kind of gave about? it away. Yeah, baby. Do oh, they say it like that? Uh. Somewhat like that. <laughs> <laughs> I got the song too, Nibor. This sucks. <laughs> do it, do it, try it. Yeah, baby. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, hold on. Okay, what else can we have? Is there any? Are there any other? 
Don't do the same thing. Seventeen. Oh, uh, oh, wait a minute. Oh, yeah. Oh, what's the uh, name? Fatty Wap. One I do. One I. Right. <laughs> he said yeah, one I. <laughs> I'll be right when you get ready to say something. That's when I get it. Like, damn. Yeah, I, I just kept it. playing it in my. Uh... Oh, shit. Okay, I'm going to do one more. I'm going to do one more. All right, All right I'm going to try to do this one. <laughs> Hold on. Right, Is that Cardi B? Hold on. Let's stop. Let's stop. Let's stop. Let's go ahead and make an agreement. Let's do this right now contractually that you will never make that sound again ever like under any circumstances we would never do that again. put that in the contract Huh? A little more like that. Huh? Aha! Uh -huh. Look at my phone. No, this one here. Young Jeezy. I yeah. think the huh, that's French Montana, right? <laughs> uh-uh. You gotta say it the way he says it, though. I, I should have listened to the song. Oh. <laughs> 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 Huh? Huh? Yeah. Huh? Ain't French. Huh? No. Okay, then I don't know. He is married to what people say is a devil woman. Kanye West. Jay Z. <laughs> Kanye West. I need to make the. I can't do that noise. Hello. <laughs> he like, huh? <laughs> I can't do it. I, I, I only I said that it. because I, I ain't never heard Beyonce actually being accused of being the actual devil, but I haven't seen Kim Kardashian oh be accused of being the actual devil. So. There you go. That's, People love yeah. Beyonce. She can never do any wrong. That's mm -hmm. a fact. Oh, yeah, because Jay was doing that song all over that uh, Watch the Throne album. Mm hmm. Yep, there you go. All right, so that was my little game. It was, yeah. Well, does anybody have anything they want to say, talk about, discuss before we actually get to the topic topic? Yep. My sister, uh, Melanin Manson, has a business called Party Mouth where she does catering and now she makes seasoning. And she got some lemon pepper seasoning in this slap too. That's all I want to say. Party, party mouth. Party mouth, M O U F. Party mouth. Party mouth catering company, I believe. Yes, I'm. Um, I i do not know. All right. Yeah. Shout out to Mari. Shout out to Party Mouth. That's your sister. Melanated. Fuck it. Oh, shout out to Logic to AKA Terrence on the line. AKA 16. Original Logic for me. 
Period. Right. I don't know. I was watching the other one the other day. He's okay, but <laughs> I like the one that's on the line right now, though. Yeah. So thank you, sir. That was cold. Music. That album cover looks uh very dope too. That Black Logic. That was nice. But that wasn't tell him what it was inspired by, friend. Which part? The uh the Black Logic concept. Black Logic. Oh, you talking about the the uh, the, the, uh competition? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So uh my guy uh. Listen, give me a shout out to uh Ubadiah McConnor. Uh, he put together this uh he put together this uh format, I guess you will. It's called the uh, Beat 16. So what it is is he takes eight random rappers, put their names all in a hat. Takes uh, eight random producers, puts their name all in a hat, and he pairs them together. And then he picks, you know, in teams of two, and he picks uh, a sample. And every producer has to flip that same sample in a creative way. And uh, every MC then has to spit uh, 16 bars to it. So I was paired with a guy from my city who's like apparently a legend who I knew nothing about, like just oblivious how much of a legend he was. Neither one one of us wanted to work together. We didn't know each other like, nah. And we ended up coming up with like probably one of the best songs out the competition, you know. Got some uh, just off that joint and got a couple business uh, opportunities on the floor. So it's a uh, dope uh, it's a dope format you got going on. If you want to check it out, it's called uh, Beat 16. No spaces. You just uh, search it on Facebook. It's a bunch of uh, signed artists involved in it, unsigned artists. Yeah. Just like something to do, you know what I'm saying? It's popping off, taking wings, and it's uh, keeping everybody busy during this uh, times being stuck in the house with nothing to do. So check it out, Beat 16. Beat 16. Yes, thank you, sir. Appreciate Thanks. it. Very, very much dopeness. I was here yeah, again. Shout out to Oop. So, white privilege in America. That's the topic, the main topic for today. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun. What is it? What does it look like? I'm, inter- I'm interested to hear this on both ends because I have a very, uh, I guess you'll say, uninformed uh, uh, opinion on it, right? You know, you know, we mm-hmm. as people of color, a lot of times when things happen that seem to systematically always go against us in favor, we may develop some thoughts or opinions or beliefs that may not be rooted in fact, but rooted in emotion. And when it comes to talking about white privilege and things of that nature, I'm always put in a position where I have to struggle to remove my emotion in speaking and talk about it from a point of fact because I've noticed that when you talk about things emotionally, a lot of times you trigger an emotional response from the other person. And it's kind of hard to get any type of, uh, to any type of conclusion or get to any type of, all right, let's build and fix it when both parties are emotional. So I am definitely interested in doing, you know, I'm, I want to be a part of the conversation, don't get me wrong, but I'm definitely interested in doing more learning, listening, uh, educationally as opposed to being emotional, so I'm definitely looking to hear, you know, what guys have to say and how they view it. Yeah, certainly. And I felt like that's why I invited Frank. We were supposed to have another guest and do this show last week, but 
unfortunately that didn't work out but i felt like it was a great topic but we could not have it unless we had it with both ends of the spectrum so that is why we are all here today so right um frank do you yeah. want to go ahead and be the one to answer that question first um in 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 just your opinion if you know what is what is white privilege what does it look like in America too. Uh, you know, I'd say white privilege at its max would look like if I shaved off my goatee and got a really short haircut, because then I could get away with a lot more than even just having this, you know what I mean? But then you go all the way to the other spectrum. And I think it, for me, it started to look like, as I've like thought about this topic more, as it's been brought to my attention more, is I just look back on all the interactions I've had with authority or people in power and how easy things were and it's like was it because of who i was you know what i mean or was it just because the system set up to help out the base template that i'm built on so i don't really i think it's hard for somebody that is in my position that has lived inside of it and not really had a reason to think about it for a very long time to actually conceptualize the extent of it so I was actually hoping to hear more from you guys and like what your experience is so I can kind of more understand better what, <laughs> you right. know. Right. Yeah. All right, can I ask a couple of questions just to get some context? Yeah, go ahead. All right, cool. So like just going back to high school, would you say the diversity or uh, the cultural mixing in high school was as it pertains to black to white? So for this conversation, when I'm talking, culture, I'm more so talking black to white. What would you say the ratio was in high school? Well, actually, my high school was super diverse. Um, we, I went to Ferndale High School, and it was right, it was less than half a mile from the border of Eight Mile, and a lot of people that didn't work out in Detroit schools would end up coming to Ferndale. So we had a lot of, um, not just black people, but people of all nationalities. We hung up they hung up a flag for every nationality and there had to have been like a hundred flags in the thing. So I, I, and I, I, even in elementary and junior high, it was semi-diverse, but it was really in high school that it was like a lot of different people coming together. But there was still was even in that, looking back on it, there was still some segregation going on as far as thickishness based on those mm -hmm. uh, races or cultures. All right, would you say, what about the neighborhood that you prime? I don't know if you know. Oh, so as far as the neighborhood that you primarily grew up in, what would you say the ratio was there? It was primarily white by like a large margin. Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, and I don't want you to give any specifics or anything. The reason I'm asking is because a lot of times our our perception is based on our experience. So mm -hmm. you, know, you grew up in an area where you didn't experience certain things, of course, your perception is going to be a certain way. So I just want to make sure I got a clear yeah, understanding of what, what your experience is based on. Right. Um, do you feel that growing up, you have hunger, hunger, not specific, but people that you I'm holding on, I'm having trouble understanding right now. As far as hearing me, or just understanding what I'm saying? Hearing what you're saying. Can you hear, hear me, me now? now? Yeah. Okay, okay cool. cool. I'll, I'll move my mouth a little bit too far away from the mic. Apologize. Right. Um, no did you ever have any experiences dealing with 
anything that may have been bigoted, racist, prejudiced as far as people that you hung around when you may not have been around people of color. Oh, you mean like people making racist remarks or something, or just like hanging out as yeah, younger people? Yeah, 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 not, not necessarily racist, but just anything that, that yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, absolutely. Do you think those comments were based on personal experiences, or were they just based on their the stereotypes that they were familiar with? Oh, well, so, so the one, one, what I'm mainly thinking of is just like dopes made at the expense of stereotypes and things. And I would say that no, they, they weren't based on actual, I wouldn't think they were based on actual experiences because a lot of people that I hung out with went to the same schools as I did. And I personally didn't have any stereotypical or stereotypes that I believed of anybody in particular. So it was hard for me to count. Like, like, even if they, at the time, when I was younger, younger hearing jokes, jokes like that, it was like, like oh, it's just a joke. joke. Now I feel like more jokes like that are more problematic because you start to think about the hierarchy of racism and shit. And uh, so, no, not really any, like, serious racist remarks that I can remember. I mean, I've never really been too fond of that type of shit, so that makes sense. So when you were growing up, um, did your parents ever talk about race or discuss, you know, race with you or, you know, what was going on? In Not too much. They had, they, they didn't really talk to me too much about race, but they didn't, they did, I don't think they felt they needed to because, like I said, the schools I went to were multicultural and uh, they, didn't, they didn't really have any racist tendencies that I've noticed in my household, like, like when I look back. back so, so there was no diversity going on there. My parents were pretty hippies. They were pretty open. So they never, I don't think they ever felt they needed to have that conversation. I would like to say on that note that that right there, the fact that you never really had to have a conversation with your parents about race is, in fact, white privilege. I would agree with that, sure. You don't, you don't have that privilege. It, it must, must be discussed. discussed. It's, it's like for death. death. Yeah. It must be discussed. Does anybody else have any other examples or ideas of exactly what white privilege looks like? Or just their opinion? Absolutely. It was like every television commercial that you see in the We'll just pick a decade, 1980 for sure. Uh, <laughs> it looks like New York stopping spritz. Bloomberg being caught saying white men are being stopped too much when in fact they were rarely ever being stopped at all. I think it's that stop and stop spritz was a fail. Because, because it didn't produce, produce much out of the numbers, numbers if you just look at the data. data. Uh, and then I wanted to add that Bloomberg, also, the idea that he could just come in and buy forgiveness for all those things he did, and just, just that it'd be gone because he's just, just a you know, rich white guy that can like get some stuff done. So, supposedly. So, I think that's another example of white privilege. Because I don't, I don't think, think I could see. Like, like, if Jay-Z had done some really atrocious shit, I don't see him just being able to buy himself out of that. 
what the heat that would come from what he had done. Like, Jay-Z has to be pretty careful, whereas Bloomberg can have, like, paid all these ladies to shut up about horrible things he's done to them and still run for president. And, and had done, done all these things to minorities as a mayor for so long, it turned out to be terrible, but he can still run for president. That's crazy. And there's people actually, like, thinking about voting for him. And I was like, he's just Trump. He's just Trump with him blue. So, there were black people on his campaign going out and telling other people to vote for him. Because they don't know their history, the end. People don't study, they don't pay attention, they don't watch the news because it's depressing. If it was structured different and it was actually more informational for real, then mm-hmm. people would be more inclined to tune in, but no, no. salaciousness leads everything. And there you have it. And that's why I always say, like, the to read my news. You still get some opinionated articles, but for the most part, it's straight to the point, straight facts. This is what happened. This is when it happened. This is the end. <laughs> so, oh, what was that? She said she read her news. What, what does that, that mean? Right. 
I said, my question is when you talk about things like white privilege or the lack thereof, and you use that example, what would be the comparison to that? Like, like where is the situation where we have hundreds of registered uh, weapons or people of color exercising their right to open carry and those uh, rights being denied? So what would be the comparable to say, well, why can they do that but we can't? What's the example of us trying to do that? I would say Black Panther Party of self-defense. Yeah. So your example is... Yeah, and because we know the history of the Black Panther Party, I think that's a false parallel between those two I would say. Now, hold on. Let me play that concept real quick. So, so I'm not in, in any way taking the side of how the police handled the Black Panther Party during those times. I'm, I'm just comparing the situations of people right. who are going to go out and peacefully protest um, with our weapons, the fact that the state has been closed, versus saying, hey, y'all don't give us our rights, so we don't take them. We're here to shoot whoever we'll stepped on our life. So I'm just. I think a good, I think a good example. There was um, the pipeline protesters, right? For the meaning over what was it? Dakotas. Yeah, they like tear gas those people, right? People got hit with like mushroom grenades in the face. So they that and those people, I don't even think were open carrying. So it's. There is, I, I feel, feel like there, right, there is a clear example of white privilege. That these people can go to the steps of our government during a pandemic lockdown and just defy these orders and put people's health at risk. And nothing happens to them. But these people fighting for clean water on their own lands get arrested and, you know, hoses water and cold out shit. It's crazy. That's bizarre. That shouldn't be how it is. It should be the other way around. Anything. What were those, uh, what were those people, the, the people who took over the, um, the federal building? What was that, last year, a couple years ago? I don't know. Mm -hmm. In order. Yeah, I Right. How long were they able to just, nobody stormed it, and they were just, they were just chilling. You know, they could have whatever they want, do whatever they want for however long they wanted to. We can't chant peacefully. We can't, you know, we got some of us that do stuff like throw rocks at them with the guns, try to shoot you. But why is it that white Americans can protest and openly have guns, openly have 
the, the police, police are allowing it, but if, if Black America does it, there's an issue. We got swapped, and we chanting with our fists up. We tired. Well, and what about like the guys that got shot at Walmart here in the media? Like you guys, like you can't even buy a fake gun. Yeah. I'll say another thing that I would be a white person in, and this is from an educated perspective. In, um, what they would consider urban area. The fact that our students are not allowed to wear hoodies. Not school. Wearing the urban, wearing the hoodie in an urban area, no matter if you're a student or not. Public school. 
I'm not, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing. If it was a Michigan thing, then that would be different. But it's not. I just, I'm not disagreeing. There are places where you already been accused of being a gang member because you probably are. And you probably are due to your socioeconomic status, which is directly correlates to racism and white supremacy because it is systemic in America. I can't say that fully, but that's, I don't know, I don't know about Kanye actually in this movie, but my favorite one is in this movie, all of this movie, all of Students want to try to keep the students safe because 
we have instances where we're being chastised and and, and shot dead in the streets because of what we choose to wear. We have to have those conversations with our kids. You know, so I don't know. Maybe that's what it all boils down to. Just thank you, that's That's the privilege within itself because we only do it to try to protect our children. When they have the choice on whether or not they want to do it. We feel like we need to do it. They have the choice. To do it, it's yeah. what I'm gathering. They not, they not the typical usual suspect. Well, I think it also goes to what I was saying is that it's hard to recognize something when you're inside of it. So it's like we don't think we don't even think to have this conversation because race is inside of the white culture is such a non thing for us. You know what I mean? We don't get judged based on race. There That's you why privilege right there. The fact that you don't have to be made aware of your race every day that you wake up. Exactly. You just wake up, you don't wake up and go and be a white man in America or a white woman in America. You just go wake up and be an American. Right. There is no, when you're out of stuff, there is no hyphen, typically. Unless you choose to make the distinction, if you understand what I mean. Like, like the census, census, for instance. Because I don't understand how we have race and then ethnicity. What is the use of all of these different characterizations? What difference does it make if a person is fits a racial category and or an ethnic category? And then if, if you fit into an ethnic category, why does it distinctly matter in America if one of those ethnic categories is Hispanic or not? Because when you see that on here, it typically says ethnicity, Hispanic, not Hispanic. It ain't nothing else that pop up. That's it. This is very particular, particularly drawn questions. That's racism, white supremacy. That's, That's why the, the fact, fact that you even get, get to ask me this bullshit. If, if I'm American, run me my, my fucking red. Because that's what this is about. about. That's all that run is about. Run my red, run my land, run my property, or whatever the fuck. fuck. If, if I, I can prove with the little document that you claim is a birth certificate, what is with the rest of these questions? It's a really kind of Where do you know what 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 Where do People are just now saying, oh, white people are shook, you know, they're scared, they're becoming the minority, when technically they have been the minority, number one. Number two, what the fuck does it matter when we are all working in the same country towards the same goal to have, you know, freedom and luxuries for our family? You know, you know, what the fuck does it matter what, what I look like? like we're, we're all contributing to this thing called fucking America in one way or the other. 
You know, you know why, why anymore? anymore? Because, because I need to decide how much of this shit you actually really get. Because I care nothing about the effort and what you put in. You got me fucked up. You gonna do the work. I'm gonna collect the check. I'm gonna be that fucking tiger king. What do you mean? I know a lot of people hate Kanye West, but I truly felt that song, New Slave, and I don't, I don't know. That's all we are still slaves. We have just taken a new form. Modern way. It's called indentured servitude. We are indentured servants. You don't own yourself. I don't care if you're white, if you're black. We, we are, are all in the same pot because we're not that 1%. They, they have a leg up because of the education that they receive at home versus the education that we receive at home and at school. You know, so they can, they can survive a little a lot better than we can. You know, they don't have a budget money. They get economics. They know how, you know, for some I don't know, Frank, let me know how you were raised, but... For the, For the most, most part, part, when I see, you know, you know, they get these special classes. I went to Royal High. I had law classes. I took sociology. I took, took sociology. I took sociology. I took law. I took physiology and anatomy when I went to Rutgers and Royal Oak. So it's it's a difference on what they're teaching us versus what they are being taught. Uh, I never learned that type of stuff at Ferndale. I never learned like government history and like what was basically basic stuff. I didn't like budgeting or economics or anything like that. I had to figure that out on my own. As an elective? I don't remember. This is a long time ago. educators and a few people who shouldn't have been nowhere near other people should yeah as teachers most of my favorite teachers were english, english teachers personally. yeah totally totally yeah uh, yes they, they were the more and it's, it's funny, funny one of my English teachers was actually very stern she was one of the most stern teachers in school nobody wants to take her class shout out to miss phyllis I think it has to eventually. In some, in one way or another, it has to. At least the system we're in has to change eventually. I don't think it can keep going on this way. Um, and then if people get getting aware of it, pissed off by it, eventually there's going to be a boiling point. I mean, I think it'll take a boiling point to change it, but I think we're eventually going to get to that. So it takes a boiling point to change anything in this country. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, true. I mean, I believe it's going to change just because of, you know, science and what the numbers say. Uh, Caucasian Americans and 
many parties around the world are not procreating as a sustainable rate. So, and we're going to look really mixed. And that's going to be the next agenda that's going to be pushed. So, if you pay attention to television now, you're going to see a lot more mixed race couples. And it, is, and it doesn't even matter what the race of the mixed race couples are. They just need us to be comfortable with the mixed race ideal. So that, that when it begins to happen, to happen nobody, nobody really pays attention to what's actually, actually happening. But that's, that's just my thing. Yeah, no, no, I, I, oh, I, 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 they the Hispanic the number getting too large in there, that's where, that's where it's going to come in. Because they're going to outnumber every other culture in the United States. And nobody going to have no choice. The United States will be a bilingual, like Spanish-speaking, English-speaking country by 2050. I'm excited. I'm going to take up Spanish, guys. Yeah. I'm sure. I got to fit in. Do that. I know I need, I need to learn only because I'm in freaking Texas and everybody in Texas speaks fucking Spanish. Like, it, it, just, it doesn't matter where you go. Like, it, 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 it doesn't matter. I get mad when I go to a freaking Panda Express and they in the kitchen cooking in the food. <laughs> Okay, no. Everywhere cooking in the food. Everywhere. Everywhere. You go to the Chinese restaurant. There's chefs. Yes, <laughs> they, they are. are. The gardeners. They are everywhere. It took me almost a year to find a black gardener to come and cut my grass. And I was cutting my grass myself up until that point. Because they. Oh, that's another racism, white supremacy right there. The fact that. When we, we wanted to support ours, like to support black economics, the stigma around it. Behind that, but other cultures do not, it's not called reverse racism when other cultures support their own people. Right. And typically, it's not, there's no stigma placed upon it. We had an idea to turn on ourselves, but back in the day, all we knew was cultural. Solidarity, solidarity and sustainability because we had no choice. There were black codes and Jim Crow laws in place that made sure that that's the way that it had to be. So how on earth are people forgetting any of these things and we're not even 100 years removed from them? I don't understand. The distraction technology shouldn't be shooting. Yeah, technology should not be shooting if you want to die like that. You should, you should not be taking all these headshots with misinformation and just like, like a total disconnect of what's, what's really fundamentally important. But you want to be this up and in 20 years we don't have shit. And you're going to want to complain, try to figure out how we got here, but the people who are trying to tell you you're not paying attention. Not paying attention. And I can't even say it's fully based on misinformation. It's also based on a lack of information because people no longer care enough to know what, what the facts, facts are, what, what the current news is, is what, what the topics are, are what's, what's going on in the world. They can't even be bothered to read like a 200 word article on top of it. It's all on top of the title. Like, oh, I know everything. I got a title and a breakdown. Yeah. It's easy to read the book. But I prefer to read that book because I like my imagination more. Yeah, yeah, you, you can, can go, go over, over something. something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. 
because when, when you don't reading allows you to pretty much have, have your own interpretation like you said of what you love the information is being placed in front of you yeah the picture is being drawn however when you add actual visuals to a narrative that's, that's very specific it's being crafted for you both visually and textually and that's what makes it kind of different a little bit that's, that's why, why when you say you see movies and a lot of people say if they read the movie if they read the book and watched the movie a lot of people say they like the book better the book is always better than the movie yeah because you get to put your own you know like picture and feeling and always like that on, on the, the characters, characters they choose. <laughs> you know, yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So adaptations really show how serious often translation thing become, and that's really good as it pertains to race. Because if you take the, the two students that just got suspended for making that TikTok, how to make them bigger. That, that was a great, great that, that was make a very great in type material. And you saw how she doubled yeah. down after she realized she wasn't getting any information. She tried to deal all innocent shit. And then yeah, it yeah. didn't work. And she's like, white power, power, fuck it. I was like, oh my God. Nobody believed you. That's why. Because she showed us who you are in the beginning. You, you can, can say, say it with your boyfriend's ideas, ideas to her, but you were way too into it, darling. Or they need, need to create some type of TikTok award to get him if that's, that's the case. So, I have a question. But that, that was why I used to say that they really felt like they could make the video, and there would be absolutely no repercussions whatsoever. And you can cry and lie, and then when that don't work, you can go back to the same premise in which you set down. And nothing is going to happen to you. So that, that brings up, maybe not even the question, but that brings up the idea that on Frank's instance, he didn't hear about race. He didn't talk about race. So, you know, it wasn't a big deal to his family. They didn't have to worry about it. But in other instances, there can be those times where, you know, we know there are those instances where the children are being taught these hateful things because, I, I, honestly, that's the, that's the only, only way, way children, children, teenagers, that's, that's the, the only way, way they, they know hate. Someone, Someone has to be teaching them. They have to be seeing it from somewhere. And, and the closest people you have is your family, within the home, is, is where a lot of your thoughts and ideals and perceptions on life at such a young age come from. So, yeah, case in point, I had a student um, always say off the wall things, this individual. We're all having crackers. Student A asks student B, but they're all different kinds of crackers. So we're sharing crackers with each other. Each person has a different type of cracker. So we all get to, you know, indulge in all of the different type of cracker types, if you would like. So this is, you know, the time. Student A goes to ask student B for a cracker. Student A responds, now you know you shouldn't be eating your own kind. Mm. My, my response, response absolutely not we're not, not doing anything like that, that. the other students began to laugh student a turns around and says what are you being laughing at 
Exactly. So, so I, I go in like, like, don't say another, another word. word. Because, Ha <laughs> <laughs> 
No, I just asked, um, how do we respect people who haven't had any experience other than the experience that they've been in a condition to have? How do we expect them to have that light bulb click in their head and realize that the way that they've been taught and the things that they've known are wrong? Well, I only have one thing to say about that. Everyone has a plan until they get hit in the mouth. You can't, you can't, can't even have, have that expectation of them. They, they got to get hit in the mouth with that shit. It has to become, like, undeniably evident in the shit like you see in the movie. Like, like the one with Taraji P. Henson, she was playing um, some lady that was fighting racist about, about something somewhere. somewhere. I don't know, I can't remember. I watched the movie. Yeah, I saw that on Netflix. I want to say that. Right. And how he was the leader of the camp going through this whole um, motion, alternative legal motion that they did, like before the actual like, legal proceeding or whatever, to try to calm the tensions down in their city. He began to see things in a very, you know, different, more human type of way. Yeah, if they had something to do with the school. And, and oh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's what they, they were, were they were fighting integration. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's, yeah, and it takes instances like that, but how, how do we create them? Because he was the leader of the clan, she was black trying to get, you know, people of color in, into the school system because their school was down. Yeah, she didn't have a nice view. And, um, and I, I, because, because of the time. And I think the biggest thing is that he found himself into this brotherhood, these clan members that were supposed to be sticking with him and sticking together, but he was struggling, him and his family, he had a special needs son who was in some home, they didn't and, 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 and she helped them with money. And you know, the, the black community just kind of rallied behind his family and Change that, that one mind. mind. So it, it takes more instances like that, that, but how, how do we create, create them? them? So it all sounds good, but how do you make it happen? Right. Stop, Stop being distracted, distracted by that bullshit, bullshit like Kanye West becoming a multi-billionaire. Yeah. That whole idea of the decadent veil is what's failing us because it's not real. And I mean, it's not real. It's not real across any racial barrier if you look at it. A certain small percentage of people own the majority of the wealth in the world, let alone America. So first we have to understand that it's a huge trick being played on all of us and the only color that it has anything to do with is green. They don't care who starts here. They showing you that how they handling coronavirus. They not living on top of nobody. They, they living off wherever they live in. They, they probably trying to figure out how to get that. That's why I get that. They don't got to worry about going out and getting They got to worry about that. Because they have all the luxuries that they want that they need within their home. 
Yep, and that's, that's what, what I was saying. saying. A, lot a lot of people are, are being about to get bad out here because, because if you don't have the skills to be able to get a job, to be able to work from home, what are you going to do? If, if your government decides to keep things locked down longer, or if they open back up, you get to work for a second, and then shit is locked right back down because I suspect the numbers are going to blow up again. So what do you do if you don't have those skills? Oh, get leech injection, get life injection. Man, he couldn't even. The only thing that made it funny to me is the seriousness in which he was looking when the message was being delivered. Yeah, it's, it's like, like your, your neighbors, neighbors watching you fight outside your front yard. Yeah, they got no 
taking the normal road to They sit down with Putin actually considering no longer what the U.S. should not be in power anymore. We shouldn't be the majority ruler of anything that goes on as far as legislation or anything that has to do with immigration or
because they, they come, come for her. her. She don't ever have anything intelligible to say. Nothing. You know why? Because it doesn't matter. She's just, just a body in the position. The dead life. She's been walking dead. Fucking zombie. Ooh, well, do we uh, have any final thoughts for today? Any final thoughts? Um, I do. I do. Fuck anybody that's fine. If you don't, y'all don't research anybody else. <laughs> Yeah, yeah Joe, Joe Biden, Biden ain't nowhere either. He, he needs to really show people, people something. something. I don't understand how he got here with him, honestly. I really don't. So. <laughs> if, if you, you choose, choose to vote, vote please, please do, do your due diligence and really do your research, research on the candidate. Research. research. And if, if you're not, then the force they in and don't vote for nobody and see what type of shit is going to end up with. Because I feel like, how can it get worse than what we're already dealing with right now? I feel like I've said that so many times since this dude. I feel like the world is headed towards a real live movie. This shit just keeps getting dumber and dumber and dumber and dumber. Yeah, maybe this is what this is. Maybe this is a dumber and dumber. Part what, like three or four? Yeah, part four. Part four. If we see Jim and Perry on television within the next seven days, that's how we know we in punk. Jim Perry is real. If y'all see Jim Perry is real, I said it. Without talking about the history of racism and the socioeconomic impact that it's had 
and you go, go so far down, down that hole, you never really get back to white privilege. You never really address that. So it's hard to grow off the conversation. But and I know that's where I get emotional with it. I get to talk about all specific things. And it was just like, so me, it was just hearing that, you know, other people who are smarter than me have those same emotional responses when talking about it. And when your emotions kind of hard to pinpoint it down, so I was kind of worried about being the guy who went off on too many tangents. And so yeah, everybody feel the same way I do. Like, cool. I'm proud of myself. I'm proud of You know? But yeah, 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 yeah. And um, in order for you to understand something, you gotta, you know, get the background point. If you jump into a movie in the middle, you're gonna spend most of the movie trying to figure out what's happening. So you're missing what's going on in the background. Well, you get it. No, I 100% understand. That's why I was saying. Yeah, and it's like the whole the white privilege conversation. Like, how are we going to have this without spending an hour and a half, two hours? Feeling everybody, everybody in the back backdrop. So it's like, so like will we really, really address white privilege, or, or are we going, going to address everything that leads, that leads up to it and never get to really where we are today? So I agree with you 100%. That's why I want to sit back and chill. Back and chill. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How, how, how we would be able to do it in a way that push us forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we pretty much did that. Yeah, we showed things like that were current, and then we made the decisions that was back, but we didn't really spend too much time in it, you know. And, and I, and I think we're continuing to have, have these conversations, conversations um, um, and, and, and <coughs> on a wider scale with, with both ends, ends of the spectrum, you know, trying to trying figure it out and work it out and, you know, come, come to, that to that understanding together. together because, because, again, again like, like I said, said everything, everything sounds good when you're talking about it, but how do we exactly... Start, start to make, make the, the change that, that we, we can, can say, say we need to make, to make the change, change on, on when, when we, we don't, don't even know how the, how the other, other side, side is thinking, how the other side, side is doing things. things. So, so like, like we say, you know, you know to, find to find out, out what, what the black agenda is, let's go ahead and, and, and pull and survey every black American in the country, whether you're in the hood or the suburbs. Can we figure out how to make that happen, you know, when it comes to... The white, the white side. side. I think I've said it a couple, couple times, times before. before. You know, you know, big, big large, large scale. scale. It's gonna be a big, 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 big large scale, scale, but. That, that's, that's the end, the end game, game, but how, how, how do we start? start? Where, Where do, do we start, start from? from? <laughs> and we figure that out. out. Is it just, just continue to have, to have these conversations, conversations and, and, you know, more, like Terry said a couple episodes, episodes ago, get, get more, more people involved and start to network and start to bring people in and, you know, talk about these issues. Get, get close and, and also get, get closer, closer to, to the truth, truth. Because, because these spun all the way out, out to the last narratives that are getting ready to push upon our children, such as textbooks being changed to say, to say things, things like, like enslaved, enslaved African Americans were migrant, migrant workers. How in the, in fuck, the fuck and when was that? that? Are my, are my questions. questions. You're not teaching, teaching that shit to my children. Yeah. Now, now we, we go to family, family reunions and shit like, like that, and that's, and that's not, not what they, they learn there. there, and that's, and that's not, not what their experiences are, are. and that's and not, not what the things that, that, I, that, that I, I teach them at home, yo, 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 yo school that's that ain't corresponding to mine, that's not gonna work for me. I pay taxes, that's why that shit ain't gonna work for me. We should be able to vote on what our children learn in school, the fuck? 
show us the curriculum before you press that shit again. You got time? We need to figure out how we get ready to redo this. That's where it starts. We got to start with what we are teaching you. They the future. And you, and have, you to have to change, change your narrative inside, inside your, your home. You're the, you're sum, the sum of the five, five people, people that you spend the most, most of your time with. Watch what you allow the people, people to, to stay to and do to and around your children. To and around you. you. With your grown ass. Because, because you learn to take care of stuff from other people as well. We think we do a lot of our own thing. No. You doing a combination of things all the rest of these motherfuckers out here doing. So we so got to watch, watch what we are here, here putting out to people, people as well. Because we, we love to play, to play the victim. Oh, somebody, somebody did something to you? Yeah, yeah, you just saw somebody else fuck up shit, too. too. You never, never stop to think, think about that, that though. Because, because at, at the time, 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 like, that's, that's what you need to do. But we got to stop excusing ourselves like that, too. Sometimes you got to come up with an
Um, I can never, I can never pronounce, pronounce his name. name. The guy, the guy who played, played the Joker, the Joker to stand, stand up, stand up you know, you know, and, and, and speak, speak about, about these things, things on a large scale and stop, and stop being, being so scared, scared as, it, as pertains it pertains to white, white Americans speaking up, up who know, who know the, the issue, know the problem, problem but they, they still don't, don't speak up. up. It's, it's up to you guys also. It's not to us. It's also up to you knowing that you have that privilege. Why not do it? Why not? Well, no, no, I, I, people, I'm, I'm, people, like, people, people are absolutely the ones that should be calling out my family members, and I do, do. um, actually, actually much, much to their, their own annoyance, but, but I do I think, think people need to do more often, and I, I started calling out friends that, that, that do things like, like, and don't, don't call out people like that, that, you know, that make excuses for friends or family members, like, oh, you just want to keep the peace, like, at a point, you're enabling illusions, you're not keeping the peace, you're letting these people, Feel like, feel like they're okay, okay and making these horrible decisions and negative, negative impact, impact, giant, giant squats, squats, population, people are trying, trying to live their lives. And, and it, it is, is on you to, make, to, make, to, to point out to them why they're wrong. wrong. Show, Show them why they're wrong. You're their family, family man. Damn it. Damn it. Fucking, Fucking do it. Do it. Thank, Thank you so, you so much, much, Frank, for, uh, joining, for uh, joining us today. today. You guys, thanks, thanks for having me on. This is a blast. Frank Darby, Darby has some great content. He's always, always close to love. Always, always makes, makes you laugh. laugh. <laughs> and <laughs> please leave a big star as well. As well. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, always, always thank you and Terrence for, you know, for having me. Always, always. As always, until next time, you guys. Have a great rest of the week and try to stay indoors as much as possible. Yeah, be safe, everyone. And y'all be safe. Peace. Peace.